Well, hello, I'm Debbie Kitterman, and welcome to Dare to Hear the Podcast, where we equip you and challenge you to dare to hear the voice of God. I am so excited today to have as my guest, author James Levesque. James serves as an international speaker, church planter, and young emerging apostolic voice in New England and across America. His heart is to see an awakening and a revival overtake Christianity and every culture. James, along with his wife, Debbie, pastors Engaging Heaven Church in New London, Connecticut, and it exists to establish a culture of revival through radical obedience. Well, James, welcome and thank you for being my guest today. Come on, Debbie. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. I love I love podcasting. I have a daily podcast myself, so oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to make sure to tell my listeners all about your podcast, too, so we can get you some uh, new people listening to your Come podcast. On. So we're actually here today to talk about your book, Fire, which um, came out in... September, August, August. Yeah, yeah. I think the yeah middle of August. Middle of August. Okay. Yeah, that's that's when mine came out in the middle of August last year too. So I'm like, oh, awesome. you're kind of doing the the thing that I was doing. So I feel you. I feel you. Oh, awesome. That. I have enjoyed your book, and so I just want to hold it up again um, for my uh, watchers and those of you that are listening. It's called Fire: Preparing for the Next Great Holy Spirit Outpouring. And um, James, I absolutely loved your book. I loved what you talked about in your book. It's so, um, my husband and I's heart, we also pastor a church here out here in uh, Lacey, Washington. And oh, awesome. Yeah. So I just want to um, jump right in and I want to ask you a couple of questions and see where the conversation uh, takes us, if that's all right with you. Absolutely. That'd okay, be exciting. Great. Okay. Wonderful. Well, so I want, I have several questions to ask you. So um, we'll just, we'll just see what happens. But the first one is, is I absolutely love the introduction to fire. I love the story that you shared. Um, it was life changing for you, but it's just an incredible story. And so can you talk about um, how the fire in the street story and also how it eventually led you to write this book? Sure. Yeah. Well, my wife and I pastor a little, uh, little many churches, but a church in New England, actually where I'm at right now, I'm in my office. So awesome. I've never done. Yeah, this is, I don't really do interviews here, but it was a perfect timing, but it was in this building that, uh, you know, it's a, it's an older building used during the great awakening, Jonathan Edwards, George Whitfield, all were in this building preaching during the, the early great awakenings of, you know, America and the world. So um, but we did, we do fire nights, basically Holy Spirit nights once a month of extended worship and, you know, just kind of going after the heart of God. We see a lot of miracles. And uh, this one night it was snowing and I had a guest speaker uh, that was coming in and he told me that he was, um, actually it was Brian Simmons, the, the one oh, that Brian did the Simmons. Yeah, yeah. He's been a, a dad to me for years, but uh, he was in Chicago supposed to come and he couldn't make it. And he texted me, said, son, I'm not going to be there. And it's snowing and we're right in the middle of worship. And uh, I was like, oh, that's okay. And obviously I would speak or, but as soon as he said that, I felt like it would be a different night. Mm -hmm. um, worship was just amazing. And in the middle of worship, we're all kind of, you're hungry in New England when you're worshiping God in the snow. We were just crying out to God. And then as I closed my eyes, I saw a vision. I opened them back up and I could see the corner of the church in the altar. It was a kind of a baptismal. But when I looked at it, it was like a well of fire. Mm -hmm. And I saw the Lord standing behind it. And, and it was like it was bubbling over with fire. And I could feel 
the presence of God so strong. And the Lord said to me this, he said, I'm reigniting the fires of awakening and they're not going to go out this time. They're going to burn in the streets, his people, his children, his sons and daughters in this end time awakening are going to be like flames of fire that are going to go out to the nations and we're going to see the fire burn in the streets. And so that was the beginning of, you know, just that encounter. And then obviously we saw fire actually burn in the streets that night. It was amazing. But from that, the Lord just opened up the door in my heart to write the book. Oh, that is so exciting. I know when I was reading that story, I was like flipping the page, like what happened? And, you know, um, so we're not going to give it away because we want people to buy the book. But that's why I stopped. The, the literal, I mean, literal fire burning in the streets, just that whole story and that testimony of, of where that took you. It is so amazing. And I love that in your book that you have um, the different principles of how that we can do this. And one of the things that you said um, um, in your book on page 19 is you said, we have to develop a hunger for revival. And then you said, revival is a way of life. It's not just a series of meetings. So can you talk a little bit about that with, um, sure. with me and our listeners too? Because I, Absolutely. I so agree with that. It isn't it isn't just a series of meetings. And that's, I think, what people in the church think is, oh, we're going to have revival meetings and that's where it's going to birth from, but that we have to develop this hunger. So let can you talk about that? Absolutely. Well, if you even think about it in Acts chapter two, you know, the Holy Spirit breathed and the church was never the same. People went out from there. If we are looking for the fullness of God only to be established in a church meeting, then we're selling ourselves short. What God wants to do in this final hour is such an outpouring that it goes everywhere with us, in our houses, on the streets, in our schools, and it's not limited. Now, God will move in meetings. We love when he does. But we're realizing that a real, I mean, when you think of the awakenings that took place here, man, bars shut down. Whole cities and regions were transformed because of that. So when I think of that, that's exactly what I think. Oh, that is so good. And I, and I love that. I think it's so true. Like the concept for us to have like bars shut down, we're like, what? But when right. the awakening happened that, and people were pouring into the streets. Now I'm not familiar with like the great awakenings that happened in your church, but your church is also very historical for that, which you talked about in the introduction. Um, because most people are like, oh yeah, the Azusa street revival, but that's the same kind of stuff that happened there at your church. And then how did you become the pastor of that church? How did it make it that you were able to purchase the church that you're meeting with this history of revival? Yeah, we were, um, well, I'm in New London. I was actually born here. Okay. And uh, when, the, when the Lord sent my wife and I here to plant a church, um, you know, I actually got prophetic words that God would put in our hands, a historic building, and it would be a sign of awakening. And so when we outgrew a lot of storefronts, I actually went on the internet and went into the library and started researching. If God told me that, then what building would it be? And uh, we made a couple phone calls to try to rent this. When we found it was this church, um, you know, we, we started by renting here. There was a first congregational church and they've been such a blessing. And then we ended up purchasing it from them and they still meet here also. Um, but it the, the, the title of this, they couldn't even find the title for this when we closed on the property because it wasn't, they finally found, it was like 350 years. No one ever, this building never changed hands. Wow. They found a they found a little note. It was one of the first 20 churches ever in America. I they found it. a little, little note written in a crypt and it said like joseph whoever gives this parcel in this church house to the first ecclesiastical society 
And that, that was literally their title when I bought the place. So yeah, it was crazy. God really, but when we received it, it was a sign of awakening to us, you know, that God's going to do it again. You know, the first great awakening, the second great awakening really changed this country. And, uh, and I believe prepped things like Azusa street. So, you know, we, we love it. And we just, we're so thankful for what God has done and then what he's doing now. Yeah. Can you, okay. So what, can you talk to us about what he's doing now in your church? Like, what do you sense God is doing um, across America? Cause that's one of the things that you talk about is that you believe that God is going to um, spread the fire of revival really across the country and, and with individuals. So can you talk about like what he's doing in your church right now and where you see him? Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we have a, a group of churches out here in new England under engaging heaven church. Um, we actually just last week, last weekend, we just planted our first church in Missoula, Montana. Wow. Uh, we're going to be, we're going to be in San Diego this weekend. And, you know, God's really given us a mandate to birth these like fire churches, man, these places that are like of God's power and his presence that are filled with loving the lost and, and winning souls. You know, when I started our ministry here in this building in New London, it was one homeless person I fed years ago. And now we feed up to 100 every single day right behind that wall where this camera is. And we, we, we love on the people here. We do a daily breakfast program. We go on the streets, see miracles, signs and wonders. We host worship gatherings. And, uh, and, and one thing, we're seeing miracles on every level. I mean, some of the most creative miracles you can imagine. We had a guy come to our fire night that was supposed to have his legs amputated. He was a pastor. And he came to the meeting. His wife said, I know that God heals people in your place. Can he come? And he got touched in the meeting, ran around the room, never needed surgery again. Oh. You know, we're just seeing God do wild things. Um, and, and I believe it's not just here. I believe that we are coming out of an era where people are beginning to thaw out again, get hungry for the things of God. They're done with this current dead religious establishment. And they're ready for some, uh, just the God of miracles to show up. That is so good, which then brings me to my next question. As I was reading your book, you also had this too. Um, what you see is what you get was one of the subtitles in one of the chapters. And then you said, how you see him is how you will receive him. I mean, you had James in this book. There are so many great one-liners. Like I'm going to like make some graphics and I'm like, oh my gosh, uh, great quote. I'm like writing all over my pages and everything. Um, but can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that you just kind of touched on that, but what you see is what you get. How you will see him is how you will receive him. Can you tell us how we should be seeing him? Can you challenge um, our listeners just a little bit in that? Sure. Yeah. You know, Mark 6 said that Jesus, they looked at Jesus in Mark 6 and they said, isn't this just the carpenter's son? Isn't he just the brother of James? And, and the reality was he was, right? But then it said he could do no mighty miracles because of their unbelief. And here's the reality. How you view Jesus, oh, isn't he just the carpenter's son, can limit who he is. And so uh, I say this with the utmost respect, but if all we think salvation was for was not to go to hell, we are mistaken what he paid for. He paid for life more abundantly. He paid for a peace and a blessing in our life and, and, a, and, and a miracle walk with him. And so the, the concerning thing is so many people look at Jesus and all they see is hell insurance or they look at him and they think he's just a good man. No, he is Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's our healer, our provider. He's the restorer of our soul and how we view him matters. If you Google Jesus, it's ridiculous. You see these pansy people with lambs around their neck and maybe it's a candle 
And the reality is he's not those things. He is an, he is an all-powerful God, an all-consuming fire. And I believe that what we don't see on him really can hinder us from what we need to see. Ah, that's so good. That's so good. Because I, I fully believe that too. Like, like how we, how we view him is so detrimental to how we do receive him. So when I was reading that, I'm like, oh, I really like this. Oh, James, this is so good. Like my husband's like, okay, what did he say now? Like, I'm like, listen to this, listen to this. this." We, um, we have a culture that sounds very similar to yours with what we do here at the church, but you don't find that in every church in America. Um, You, you just don't. And so what would you encourage people um, that are listening to this going, oh man, we want fire night. We want this. We want to change the way that we receive him. What would you um, encourage those people that feel like we want more of this? How can they themselves start with this? Because that's one of the things that, that you said is that it, it, we have to develop with inside of us this hunger for revival. Sure. Yeah. I think, you know, I think the first thing we could do is begin to ask for it, right? We're not going to receive anything that we actually don't have a desire for. And so there's a moment where we've got to come to the end of ourselves and say, God, light me on fire again and be honest. And maybe we're not walking in the the, the realms of relationships with God that we should, you know, and revival. It's not the roof blowing off a building. It's the floor that you're standing on coming out from underneath you. You know, it is it is us getting into this love walk with God. And let me tell you something. When I got saved, man, I really got saved. I fell in love with Jesus. I gave him everything I had and nothing's changed. I feel the same way I did today as I did then. So, you know, for people that are watching, look, you need to ask God for fire. You need to ask the Lord to light your heart on fire again for him. Because the reality is the dead Christian world we live in today will put that fire out. Believers that don't burn for God will put that fire out. So the big thing, I was listening to this old Vineyard song uh, last week that says, don't let my love grow cold. I'm crying out, light the fire again. And I believe that is the beginning of seeing God move along with these 12 principles, but there's got to be a thirst there to want that, if that makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. Well, um, I um, this is such a great conversation. I want to carry this over into another episode next week. If you're willing to hang on, I have a couple Come questions on. about that. So, but first, can you um, share with my listeners how they can connect with you? Talk about your podcast. How can they get your book? And yes. um, and then I want you to pray us out on this episode of really. Um, igniting that fire could you lead us in a prayer um after you absolutely okay so how can we connect with you sure i'm on you can hit me up on instagram at james underscore levesque l-e-v-e-s-q-u-e twitter at james underscore levesque i have a facebook page pastor james levesque but most importantly i got a free podcast every day i think we're gearing up on a million downloads already and so it's yeah it's called engaging heaven today with james levesque it's a 13 minute daily devotional that's going to be like like Holy Spirit Espresso for you in the morning. So um, it's every day. It launches at 3.30 a.m. East Coast time. And that's Monday through Friday. We have a huge listener base. And I love, you know, all of our, our friends and family on that broadcast. But let me pray for you. Most importantly, well, wait, wait. This- First, how can, how can we get this before you pray? How can they get this? Yes, everywhere on the planet. You can get it on Amazon. You can get a Walmart Target. You can get it on my website, which I want you to do, called engagingheaven.com. And actually on our site, it's cheaper than Amazon. I think our book's twelve ninety nine. Is that how what the price is? Twelve ninety nine with an autographed copy. Fire, baby. So, yeah, order it on our website. But let me pray for you. 
Absolutely. And uh, that God would release a fresh fire in your heart. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for every person listening to this podcast or watching this YouTube broadcast. Father, I pray that your fire would begin to fall on every listener. God, let a new day begin. Holy Spirit, move now in and, in and through each and every heart. Light the fire again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Woo! Come on. Like Woo! Come on, Holy Spirit. Light those fires. Reignite yes. those things. Uh, James, thank you so much. Well, thank you for thank listening you. to Dare to Hear the podcast, where we encourage you to dare to hear the voice of God. Thank you for listening today. I'm Debbie Kitterman. If you were encouraged in any way, we would be honored if you would subscribe to our podcast or our YouTube channel. And we also ask that you leave a review and that you share it with your friends because come on, they need to know about the Holy Spirit fire. They need to get this book by James. And uh, we just thank you for joining us also next week because we're going to talk about James when we pick up with next week's episode. I want to talk about this concept of what the fire of God God really is. So listeners, tune in next week. You're not going to want to miss episode two with James. Thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to having you next week. Bye. Shadows of